Hello and welcome to the Mindful Mystics podcast. I am Cheryl Knight and I'm here with my co-host Karen Frazier. Hi, Karen. Hey, Cheryl. You know, I I like that you're introducing the podcast this time because you remember the name of the podcast. (laughs) That helps, doesn't it? It, Although it's, it does. it's kind of fun because you come up with some fun names, you know? I do. Why didn't I come up with all those great names when we were naming <laughs> I like our name. <laughs> I like our name too, but I've come up with some good ones since then. Yeah, yeah, you have. Um, Chucky G, our other host, may or may not join us. If he does, he will just chime in. He ha- is having slight technical difficulties. But um, I want to jump right in so we can talk to our guest tonight who is psychic medium Michelle Welch. And I want to just tell you a little bit about her before we have some fun with uh, some Q&A. She is a psychic medium, as I said. She is a death doula. She is the author of the book Spirits Unveiled, A Fresh Perspective on Angels, Guides, Ghosts, and More. And she's also a licensed attorney and mother of five. She hosts the podcast Soul What?, and the Tarot Takeaways Soultopia Instagram series. She's also the owner of the Northwest Tarot Symposium and the International Divination Event. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to Mindful Mystics. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that, so that is a lot. You you do a lot. Oh, there's more. Oh, there's more. I didn't say everything. <laughs> no, I I get it. You do a lot. Um, can we jump right in? Because I I. I heard something in the intro that I want to ask about. Yes, jump right in. Okay, so I am really interested in the death doula thing. Um, As a matter of fact, I've been trying to get one on the show. So I did not realize that that this was going to fall so nicely into our laps. Um, So can you talk about that, about being a death doula? And what is that? Because I think it's such beautiful and important work. Yes, I can talk about it. I will not claim to be the foremost authority. I will tell you that I studied under two women known as the Death Wives, and they would be great to have on your show. They are just fabulous. And But the reason I studied under them is, and I did it online, is because Uh, because I am a medium, I see a lot of things and I know that people are okay when they quote unquote cross or they pass. And I actually just had a friend pass yesterday. And so I needed to, even though I'm very empathic and sensitive and tend to be a pretty kind person, I felt like sometimes I wasn't being really authentic in my responses to people when someone would we'd have a loss. And I I felt like I could dig deeper into dealing with death after the, or through the pandemic. I think that at least I'll speak for myself being from the United States. I thought, you know, I think we're going to start dealing, having to speak more about death. So being a death doula can take many forms. It can be anything from where you're going to act, you're going to actually help somebody walk through transitioning and help that family. You may actually decide to keep your loved one at home and not go th- once they pass for a certain amount of time and not and do a natural funeral. You don't have to be embalmed. Uh, in fact, some religions don't want you to be, and I learned so many things, Karen. I mean, it just it's just so great to, and so what is a, a death doula? It can take many forms. It doesn't mean that you just have to be, to do the funeral or do the whole process of, um, of from start to finish all the way through. You could be with somebody and just help through the grieving process. Uh, but it could be that you go all the steps and work with, maybe a funeral home. And I learned a lot about funeral homes too, how they may be under a small name, like a mom and pop name, but there's really only about three big names that own all these funeral homes. And so I could go on and on about the things that I learned because I just didn't know that much. But as far as for me personally, I did make some decisions. I, and you do study your ancestry and how 
that we would have a funeral. What would the funeral look back back in the day for whatever ancestry you had? And so I have a lot of what quote unquote Viking ancestry. So that was very interesting to study that. I knew a lot of it already, but and you start with that and paying honor to your ancestors and the fact that we are walking on literally the bones of our ancestors. And another interesting thing, just really quickly, was that if you're buried three feet underground, you actually, the process is going to take a lot, is going to be more natural than six feet underground. Six feet underground is not really natural at all. And it takes forever, I'm just going to talk about it, to decompose. So I'm really looking into like a natural funeral and only certain states allow that. So it's really an interesting, and I'll just give a plug for death wives. You might want to talk to them because they are amazing women. I think one of them did a TED talk recently. So for I can't sure. Remember. Yeah. So yeah, cool. Um, Thank you. It's um, such a broad topic. Yeah. It is. And and the reason that, that I wanted to ask that first is because death can be such an uncomfortable topic for people. Um, and so I also am a medium, although I don't work necessarily as a medium. I work more in the energy healing space. But right. I've had a lot of people where I've had to have conversations as they were dying or talk to family members. And even when my dad was dying and he was in hospice, um, he he had a moment of coherence when he looked me in the eye and he said, am I dying? And to have to say to your dad, yeah, you are. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's not an easy conversation to have. So I'm always interested in people who bring it into a positive space and mm -hmm. demystify it. I agree. And that is why for me, I felt like I needed the class. Am I totally there yet on how to be just authentic with it. But I do think we are going to be facing, I think we're loosening up and realizing we're going to have, it's a part of life is death that we're going to have to have those conversations and stop, maybe become more comfortable with talking about it. And it takes conversations like these to get there. And it was something that I felt I really needed to do for myself, for my personal growth and to help my clients so that I could be more authentic when I talked about it. So I have a question then for those of, you know, for those of us who have a fear of death, you know, and we are, we're all going to face it. And, you know, it's a part of everyday life. Mm -hmm. What would you have to say to those of us who fear death? To, so, and we've been talking a lot about death recently on this podcast. Mm -hmm. And so th this is just an ongoing topic that, that we're, kind of delving into and what insight, I mean, cause you're, you're, you're so, you, you're so close to the other side. You, 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 you have the connection with the afterlife and, you know, with your experiences, the death doula role, mm -hmm. what could you tell us that, I mean, is there something magical you could say to make us not afraid? I'm not sure that I can say something magical to make us not afraid, but I can say this. A lot of, people that come to me, come to me wanting reassurance about their loved ones. So it depends on why someone's afraid of death. Uh, but let's say it's not because of the, the sadness about leaving people behind. It's just the fear of the unknown. I will say that I know what I have seen. And until somebody can trust me and knows me to know that I spend a lot of time validating who I'm talking to. Let me explain. My grandmother lived to be 106. I called her great mama. And if anybody ever tells me they're talking to my great mama, they better give me something to prove they are really talking to her, you know, as she's passed. To t I need to know that, th that they're talking to her. So that's my standard that I hold myself to when I'm giving a mediumship reading to someone. I am going to give them something to validate so they know that I am actually either talking to their loved one. And so that, and I say that to give people hope is that once they know that I'm credible in and not a scammer in doing these types of readings, and they know how I do validation, then they can take my word for it and most might maybe will of what I've seen. And I was raised to believe in certain things that scared me. That is not what I see. 
I do not see any pain of anyone that crosses, for lack of a better word. I, I don't even like that. I say passes because that, where do they cross to? I believe it's just they're here with us. It's just in a different frequency. That's how I sense it. They're, they're really right here with us. And so I, I, I would say the hope is this, especially for those who, and I'm going to segue, I hope, uh, this, I hope that, I think the only way I could really convince someone to not be afraid of death is they have to believe me first and know my credibility. Mm -hmm. And, but as far as someone who has died by suicide, I don't like the word committed because that means typically something negative. We mm -hmm. committed adultery. We committed a crime. So to commit suicide, I like died by suicide. And so better. And I have never seen anyone who has died by suicide who was even put in a so-called timeout to assess what they've done. And I, I know a lot of people believe that. I have never seen that. So mm -hmm. I have a lot of people who come to me after a loved one who has died by suicide. And I can tell you, I have never ever seen uh, even someone that has been in any way punished for that. And so that's another encouraging thing that I can say from my experiences, once someone finds me credible, which I believe I have to earn that with anyone I read mm -hmm. for. I hope I that someone answers. Oh question. yeah. I love, I love hearing that by the way. Um, mm -hmm. So I want to throw an easy question at you. Okay. What is the afterlife? Where is it? Is it heaven? Is it a parallel universe? Is that a multiverse? What is it? I think it's multiverse to me. It's cosmos. And it's, of course, we all have different beliefs. What I see is that and I'm not even sure about, I, I do believe in reincarnation, but what I typically see is it's, it's, it's a different frequency and people are right. Their, their souls are right here with us. And, and I think a decision, what I've seen, and this is where I'm at now, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm saying I'm expanding. I believe that things that are revealed to me, I don't have all the answers clearly. And, but I'm expanding my what I believe I'm being shown the multiverse I believe the parallel universes are what's going on right now so the afterlife could be that but the multiverse is where we continue those and mm -hmm. the parallel and the multiverse and I believe it's just a continuum and and it, it's like I, I call it a somersault it's just like putting clothes in the washing machine and you just it all just tumbles together in this uh -huh. great cosmos and it's energy and i really yeah. never thought i would be talking about things as energy because that just sounds so scientific and boring and i don't know anything <laughs> about science i mean me of all people like who math and science are not my gig but that's to answer it that's and i don't want to step on anybody's religious beliefs but i grew up with religious beliefs of heaven and hell. That is not how I see things. I see things as we are energetic beings and we get in that, that tumbling cosmos of how we, what we do after this, this is just one little tiny component of all that is. And we're just part of that. And it may be in a different form. So, that's my answer. It is not an easy answer. It's not simple. <laughs> I was teasing you. Um, so, okay. So if we go on to the next, you know, to the multiverse after mm -hmm. our body dies, if you believe in reincarnation, what is the point then of reincarnation, reincarnating back here where we're at right now? I'm, well, for many people, they believe as we've, most people have heard, it's to learn lessons. I will say, I don't necessarily agree with that. Oh, <laughs> Shocker. okay. Shocker. I, every, most people say everything's a lesson. I say that I believe that like some things are just about experience. The world may exist to experience itself. The universe may exist just to experience itself. Please know that I believe in lessons. I believe in growing. I believe in expanding. But I also believe in just the experience and living for the experience. Can you grow through that? Can you have a lesson through that? Yes. But so to reincarnate, 
Does it have to be because you haven't learned a lesson? And the reason I say this is because I started thinking about it. And it's like, are we really in a video game? We have to level up all the time. I didn't get it mm -hmm. right this time. So I'm going to put some more, you can tell how old I am. I'm going to put some more <laughs> coins in the game, you know, and um, I'm going to try again to get to the next level. I just, I don't buy that because that's not what I see. So that's not, I, although I will agree with some of the concepts and precepts of reincarnation, for me personally, I don't see life as a, a video game. And I don't see it as we're always having to level up, level up, level up until we're good and we've made it. And then we don't have to do it anymore. That's just not how it has revealed itself to me. No, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, I see it as opportunities. Like we have lots mm -hmm. of opportunities and opportunities to have experiences and whatever experiences we want, which is essentially what you're saying. And I also fed quarters into video games. So yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> or actually, I'm so old, I fed them into pinball machines. <laughs> I was really bad at those. But I always checked to see if there was money in the little thing, you know, before. <laughs> but I was also the person who would turn around and say, did anybody leave these? And then I'd go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Chuck has made it. He is with yes, us. Yes, I have. I'm here. I'm risen. breathing. You are I'm, I have risen. It's I don't risen. know what the deal was. I don't know what the deal was. My PC was. I don't know. I have no idea. All I'm right. Here. Well, Michelle, meet Chucky e. G, our, our co-host. Hi, Hi there. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. All so, right. Sorry. Uh, Go ahead. I'm gonna I'm no, gonna mute. No, it's okay. So I've been listening about the reincarnation and uh your thoughts on that. Um uh of course my my views are a little different than you guys, but uh that's okay. That's why we're all individuals. But my my, my I got guess one of my questions would be uh when we speak about this this kind of thing. What do you think about as far as like Akashic records and going back and going through your past lives to see them? I mean, do you believe that is a, a real thing, you know, that you can actually do that and go back and re-see some of the lives you've lived to maybe Absolutely. learn something from? Okay. Absolutely. And I do believe in learning and growing. Don't. Mm -hmm. I'd absolutely want to be heard on that. It's just that I think there's also experience and opportunities as well, definitely. Yeah. But mm -hmm. uh, so Akashic Records, my view on Akashic Records is that anyone, as long as they earn the trust uh, to not abuse the Akashic Records, can open Akashic Records. Many people, uh, so I won't get off on the fact that I just don't think you have to pay thousands, thousands, thousands of dollars to learn how to open the Akashic Records. But Yes. And I don't believe it's just the future. I think, or past, I think it's future, parallel, uh, upside down, somersault, as I was talking about before, uh, for, mm -hmm. for us and anything, businesses, trees, anything, all that is. Uh, so yes, I would agree. Uh, or I'd say, yes, we can do that. And there's value in it for, for me to open up or to learn about a past life. Mm -hmm. I would, I think that some people want, it's just fine if they want to do it just because it's interesting, but mm -hmm. what's the reason? Uh, often maybe there's trauma for some reason or something like that. Uh, when I, when people want to pass life re reading, I really want to, there to be kind of a goal to it and get to have a hope and what we were talking about. Maybe what can mm -hmm. I learn from it to help my life now or if I'm having some sort of trauma? Uh, and even for future lives, what is it maybe if I'm not having some hope now that I can know that I have purpose now that might coincide with a future life that I might have or a parallel life that I'm living right now? So I, I think that for me, it's just all tumbles together, but it's hard mm -hmm. to understand that. Yeah. No, I, and I agree with you on that because I think... Uh, going back and doing your past lives is you're looking for maybe something that you have not overcome that now in your life you're still kind of dealing with, but maybe you can see some sort of a pattern that you might be able to, uh, you know, move away from, can have a different perspective, go down a different path, you know, and kind of change that um, to maybe further yourself, you know, because I know sometimes with past life readings, they'll, they'll, they'll say, okay, where are you now? You know, blah, blah, blah. How have you died? All these kind of things. And then kind of try to put them at each one. If you're doing three or four or however many lives you're trying to look at and then see if there's like, and then they might just say, well, you know, you never made it past 65. 
You know, mm -hmm. every time it seemed like either you took your life or you, you know, you're lonely, however, whatever it is. So maybe there's a way to circumvent that to move forward uh, in a different way with a different mindset to maybe further yourself and to show you to enjoy life more, to, you know, live it to its fullest. Uh, what do you think about that? Oh, I think that's absolutely a good way of working with healing uh, and to course correct or pivot in some ways that in many different modalities can be used to do that. But right. for sure, for, for looking at past lives, if that's where that's, you know, stemming from, mm -hmm. then that would be, mm -hmm. of course, a great, a great benefit and a great tool for many people. So okay, cool. totally agree with that. Awesome. Now, I wasn't here earlier, <laughs> so I'm not sure if I'm going to ask the same question. So just don't laugh at me if I ask the same question. Of course but not. I know when you do death doula, um, when you're, oh, when see? you're there, laugh what? and point at, we're going to laugh and point at you. No, oh, my Lord. Um, so basically, when you're doing this, do you see a lot of regret at the table right before people pass? Are there, is there a lot of regret, like a lot of people say, or is that just, you know, hearsay? No, there's regret. There, okay. there, there is regret. Uh, and yes, I do see regret. I, and, I and, see regret before they pass and I see regret. Oh, yeah. Uh, even sadly, mm -hmm. even when people aren't about to transition, I see regret. Uh, oh, it's, yeah. It's sad, yeah, really. When, yeah. yeah. When you do readings and such. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah, because that's I do the same. So uh, that was just curious if there's like a reoccurring regret with most people you know like because you know most people you should just live life to the fullest you know don't have as much judgment you know says your expectation is low no there's challenges you know go through life with the you know it's most the most positive way you can you know so i was curious at the end is there like a co common theme for regrets of some sort i i think there is quite a bit of regret uh, i do think that there's a peacefulness that comes over people at a certain point i I think there is that peace that comes. I will mm -hmm. say that I've been around several people that don't have that peace, which kind of mm -hmm. when we talked at the beginning, I don't know if it was Cheryl or Karen who asked, you know, how do you make people not be afraid of death? That's right. the one thing I would prefer not to emphasize, but there are people mm -hmm. who really do have some fear right at the end. They don't seem to have that comfort and it's not really tied to a religious belief. It just seems mm -hmm. that there's some people who seem to have a little more just hanging on to this world. And that may, Chuck, tie back to the, the incarnations and how many times, you know, ha as it passed the passage out of this world, is mm -hmm. that more difficult potentially because of how many times they've cycled through this world? I don't know, Correct. but I yeah. would agree that there is a theme of that and mm -hmm. something that Probably, I think it's great that you brought it up. Something we need mm -hmm. to talk about and work on so we don't have those regrets. But yes, it is a thing. Yeah, because I, I agree with you. I think that there's fear because, you know, there's always fear of the unknown and mm -hmm. what you're really going to, you know, what you're really going to face when you when you finally pass, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't know if it's for, I don't know if this is true about everybody that's a psychic medium or whatever. Uh, I, I don't really have a fear of the passing. I have the sadness of leaving the loved ones behind. I'll say that cause I am a human being, but I don't really have that fear. You know, I know that it, it's, it's, it's what, it, what has to be. And I, and I'm, you know, I'm ready whenever it's my time kind of a thing, I guess. So I'm right there with you. It's for, yeah. it's the same exact for me. It's more, I don't want to miss this with my grandson or this mm -hmm. with my children and, and yeah. those things or them being sad. Oh, they may be like, oh, it's time for her to go, you know, but it's, <laughs> but I would have to, I, we've dealt with enough. Yeah, of get rid of her now, boy. <laughs> we've had enough of that drama, but mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's same, not yeah. as much. And so I think to answer that question that came earlier about how do you maybe get rid or at least alleviate some of the fear of death is yes. for people maybe to start opening up and teaching them, you know, helping them to work on that intuitive ability to, mm -hmm. to see whether it's with yeah. their mind's eye to, to see uh, beyond and right. however that they, whatever that is to them, that might mm -hmm. would help uh, to, since okay. you and I both have that, not as much fear 
maybe that's mm-hmm. something we could share with others to ha- not have as much fear. That instead of just having to trust us, maybe yes. helping others see beyond that would be something that would help alleviate fear. Okay. Yeah. Good answer. Okay, Karen, you can jump in or Cheryl, whoever. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question, Michelle. You so do. I have lots of questions. Um, so <laughs> too many. Um, so Michelle, in you communicate with spirits who have passed on. I was wondering if you could share with us the different types of spirits that you've had communication with. For instance, I get I don't know what human spirits. Um, angels, maybe. Um, what about where do extraterrestrials fall in this conversation? Can you talk a little bit about that? You asked my question. I was going to ask <gasps> her to unveil spirits. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as far and, and I will, I will kind of broaden the communicate word. See, uh, sense. Uh, so when I wrote Spirits Unveiled, the reason I wrote it is because there are so many different kinds of beings around us. And I I don't really know that everybody wants to see or see with their mind's eye them as much as I have since I've been little, because it can, it is extremely crowded around us. And, 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 it's, it's sometimes just quite overbearing. And so, yes, I believe, and because I've seen from humans to animal spirits, to elementals, to there's, I haven't seen every kind of being there is, and I don't want to, frankly, but the ones I've written about, aliens, I've started seeing, and I'm not somebody who grew up really be caring too much about talking about aliens. It just wasn't something that I'm fascinated with at all. But I will tell you, since primarily, it started before the pandemic, but during, things started shifting. And it's not just me. Uh, friends of mine who are in this business for lack of a better word or seers or whatever you want to call them. I, I called them and said, are you seeing things differently? Are you sensing things differently as far as even with angels? And I, I, I said, they just are, are appearing to me in a different way. They seem hybrid ish. And I got a lot of yeses. I was driving right when things were kind of shutting down and it just felt eerily quiet driving in downtown Dallas, I looked up uh, the skyline of downtown Dallas and there's this really tall building. I used to work in it as it's the outline of it is green. It lights up green at night. And on top of that building, there were what looked to be angels slash gargoyles. Now gargoyles, we know go to Spain or other places. They would be put right on top of churches as protectors, ward off evil, a lot of different things. And I was like, so I I'm, talk out loud. I'm like, well, what are you? Because I will talk. I will ask. Like, that's when I say engage before you sage. I will ask. And these were large. And, and angels are large. When people talk about Michael, that's, you're talking about a large being, a powerful, powerful being with legions of angels. And so to answer I've just started seeing hybrids of different beings. I still will sense with my mind's eye or sometimes see large, just as I have always seen them, angels. But here's what what I have come to, where I've landed for now. I believe that most times we see things through our own experiential filters, guides, or beings, not all of them, because they'll appear to us just as they are, a lot of them, but a lot of them, when they're coming to us for a benevolent reason, they will appear as we're ready to see them. And it doesn't mean that you're more advanced than someone else. It's just they meet you where you are many times. And so the experiential filters are why people might see things in a different way. Or they might, somebody might have a guide that they want, they want it to be in human form. But somebody else may, it just may be a ball of energy because everything really is, it comes down to energy. We're energy beings. 
So really everything that's packaged around it and the different frequencies of those beings, it all comes down to the frequency of that energy. It's not really how they look for me anyway. That's where I'm at with it. So yes, I talk about a lot of different uh, beings, but there's so many more than I am have ever met or communicated with. And quite frankly, I'm fine with that. And what about uh, people who say that they have um, encounters with negative beings? Like, I, I, f I feel like that is probably pretty rare, but what have your encounters been in that area? So I, you know, when I was, when I was younger, I was scared. I had a guardian, I called her in the book, the lady of the hall. Every lore has the lady of the lake, almost every uh, culture, uh, but she was a guardian, but I was scared in my room at night because I saw different, I believe in duality and well, dualities where it's dueling and polarity. I love studying the difference in those terms, but, but I, I would say that my most recent, what I believe a true encounter with something that was probably on the negative spectrum, for lack of a better term, because I, I do think, I agree with you, a lot of people are real quick, and it depends on culture, so I don't want to slam anybody's culture, is really, they're really quick to go to something's a curse, or something's negative, or something's a, a possession, or something like that. I, I don't think it's as common as maybe some might think, but if they think that, then who am I to tell them necessarily otherwise if that's their culture but for me my i was uh, awake one night and my husband has diabetes and he there was this i just looked over and there was this being and not much scares me anymore people some people will scare me if they're in my home or things like that or something you know someone broke into our hotel room in Florida not too long ago. Um, we were at oh my gosh. Speaking. Yeah, that's a whole, I was scared. Oh, okay. yeah. And um, they didn't get very far in until I blood curdling screamed. We, you know, uh, you know, called security. It turns out it was security. So that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh dear. Okay. Uh, so that scared me. But this being scared me. And it was a female form. It was an energy. And I could s immediately sense just not, good intention. And I don't know where your spleen is or what, you know, I can do medical intuitive stuff and, but I'll go, Oh, you're something's going on with you. And I'm not a doctor, but something's going on with your thyroid and I'll point to your knee, you know, it just, it'll come to me, you know, but I am not yeah. claiming to be anything. And so, but I thought I, all of a sudden it just said, something's going on and she is intending in her, this, this being, and I did see her full face saw her and she had like this and that has not happened in a long i mean like that just sounds so ridiculous but i'm telling and, and so i just said what do you want and you need to get out of here because i've been i'd written you know engage before you say she just like mocked me and laughed we have three levels to our townhouse and we're um three like a bunch of stairs it's ridiculous i mean clearly i'm not gonna be able to stay there because i'm i fall down the stairs or i'm i'm just it's not a good place for us to live with me being always in a hurry but she literally like flew up those stairs and i'm like okay michelle you know how to handle spirits you can take care of this you have authority uh-uh it took me weeks to get rid of her so wow. i okay. will tell you and so here's what i caught so that's when i knew i called in my book that being a predatory spirit and i was like why did i even put that in the book what do i even know about that why is that even in my book and i wrote it some of spirits unveiled when i had COVID, and i i was like why is that even in there so i reread what i wrote and i thought about it and i thought you know a predatory spirit needs what does a predator need they need prey so a tiger, it has meat out. If you take away the meat, probably, or the, whatever they are wanting, it's going to go away. So he was weak. He was vulnerable at that time because he wasn't taking care of himself with his diabetes. He is now, but I've been on him about it. And so take away, so a predatory spirit, I, that's, I do think they're out there. I do think they're real. Mm -hmm. I, I've had people that have interviewed me say, don't scare my listeners. Well, there's, there's, there is where there's spirits that intend good. There are spirits that intend bad, but I don't think of 
possession as much is as common as maybe people say it is. I haven't seen much of that. Good. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, maybe that's just because I'm not the one equipped to deal with that. But okay. it's, for me, I haven't seen much of that at all. Right. You had, so you were featured on the last cover of Paranormal Underground Magazine. It was a February <clears throat> issue and you did a really cool Q&A. And in the Q&A, you talked about being an energy witch. Mm -hmm. And I was hoping you could share a little bit about what that means and how energy, anybody, anybody's energy can affect their surroundings and even farther away from them. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I can. And it's interesting that you brought that up because I had to, we changed the word. We changed it to an energy shifter because oh, yes, I, yes. and it's, it's fine. It's fine because I have been put, I, all my life I was put in certain boxes, certain labels were, you know, born into conditioned beliefs and labels that were put on me. And I thought, you know, do I really want to put that label on myself of that? It's not that I'm ashamed to say that or I just, for me, everything's about energy. So I didn't know if, 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 if to use that word or not. So your question is, um, so that caught me a little bit, but so what's the second part of your question? I'm sorry. Uh, so so yeah, I apologize. You're right. No, energy, no, no, it's fine. Energy shifter. Um, and I, we all can use energy, whether we think we're psychic or not, to Absolutely. affect our surroundings, to affect other people, intentionally or not. And I was hoping you could speak to how powerful that is and some of your own experiences as an energy shifter. Okay. Um, so absolutely. So if every, if we really believe everything, if our thoughts create reality, if everything is energy, then we can mold it. Uh, so I literally think visualization is the best way to do it. And some people will say, I can't visualize. I have people come to class and I can't, I just see, I can't visualize. And I'll say, well, okay, what color is your car? It's white. Okay, now see your car is red. You just visualized. And not being in a condescending way, but they can visualize and you just walk them through that. So as far as changing, because energy is, it never goes away. It just changes form. So with that premise, we can take energy and, and I'll use an emotion because of impasse, because let's say we feel somebody is throwing shade at us. They're and we know they are. They're, they're being ugly to us. We're not just assuming that they are and they have a headache, but we, they've actually said something ugly to us and it hurts our feelings. So we take that energy instead of sending it back to them or doing something to them. We don't want to do that. Not intentionally. We, we might with our, the way we respond, but we don't, or I wouldn't want to do anything bad back to them intentionally. What I'll do is I will take, I'll be like, I see that. I see that you are whatever emotion you have towards me and I'm going to take it and I'm going to literally just grab it in my hands. I'm going to, and I sometimes will just hold my hands out almost like a chi ball and I will say, okay, I see this. This is maybe let's say jealousy and I'm going to name it. I'm going to give it a color. I'm going to give it a shape. Uh, it may even give it a smell. It's, you know, whatever it is. And, and I don't like it, but yet they have handed me this energy. They gave it to me. So now I'm going to name it of something I can use. I am going to reshape it into something I can use, give it a color. And maybe with the chakras, I could use vitality. I could use energy. And I'm going to say thank you for that gift of energy. And then I'm going to put it into my, maybe my sacral chakra, chakra or solar plexus. And so to me, that is alchemy. That's truly using and bending energy for our purposes when, and that's not taking energy from anybody. That's energy that's been given, you know, handed to us. And because it's never going to go away. Same with saging. So you see people sage and they just sweep it out the front door. And, but have they changed the form of the energy or, or, or are they assuming that the sage has changed the form of the energy? Or are they just sweeping it out the front door for the person who walks through the front door to walk right into it? Because energy never goes away, it just changes form. So we need to change the form of the energy, in my opinion. 
that yeah it, it, this part of um the metaphysical i don't know metaphysical paranormal whatever you want to call it really fascinates me being able to create energy like anybody being able to create mm -hmm. energy it just is so fascinating to me and, and i, think, I yeah. yeah sorry yeah oh that's okay no i was just gonna say i feel like if we would if if maybe more of us might do that positively it could really affect society and the world i don't know maybe that's ridiculous but no not that no it's the collective so if the collective yeah. would collectively put our thoughts together to change instead of all arguing on facebook over something silly or arguing over semantics or disagreeing because i don't expect everybody to agree with me on everything i had a friend i mean we could we could truly create together as a collective uh, we're collect we're creating a thought form is what we're creating and we want to create for the betterment of of us all and for society and to to raise everyone up right and, and, and for hope and for a better world and for and correct frankly if somebody wants to call me a love and light person i i love that i had a friend a friend lately say oh i'm not one of those love and light people and i'm like well i want to be i hope i am i right. hope that. me too uh, yeah. me, I, I really hope i am i mean i know there's times that i fail miserably in that and then i'm hoping that i am owning it and apologizing if i fail in that area but the collective if we the more we bring together to shift that energy we're gonna we are going to manifest something so why aren't we trying to manifest good and as far as you know dis, uh, somebody read my book and they said oh i disagreed on a couple of things and i was like that's all you only disagreed on a few things because I would expect, I love the healthy dialogue. It's not that I want, I, I want people to, I don't expect people to just to agree with me on everything. I am just exploring, you know, and expanding and, um, and growing. And I'm trying to be very, I want to be very honest with those that I work with back to the mediumship. When people do mediumship, oftentimes I will tell my if I'm doing a gallery, which I did New Year's Eve, I literally told them, I will tell you if I'm actually speaking to your loved one, if I'm seeing them speaking to them, or if I'm actually just picking up on your energy of what you're thinking about the loved one. I might not be connecting with the loved one. I might actually just be connecting to what you're thinking about your loved one. So really, I'm just giving you a reading about what you're thinking. And I just, I think us being very transparent and talking about these things, I just don't always agree with everything that's always been written, but that doesn't mean what I'm writing is the final word. And so the collective is we just discuss these things and then we land on an area we, where we can at least put out love and kindness, then that's is going to turn into a thought form of some sort because thoughts create reality. Yeah. yeah I, I would agree. I would agree with you on that hundred percent. I think that, Nowadays, too many people worry about being right. You know what I mean? And for me, in any situation, it's not whether you're right or not. It's what's best for the situation. You know? I totally I agree. Think, yeah. And and yeah. I know. I mean, if somebody says, I, Michelle, that is, I just don't agree with that. I'm like, hmm? oh, well, and tell me. Tell me. I'm here to grow. I'm here to learn. And I've said not everything's a lesson, but I want to learn. I mean, I, I do not, and, and I would try to tell people it's so, and I know y'all will agree with this, it's so important to have a guide, the same kind of, and a teacher and a spirit guide, the red flags are the same. If somebody tells you only listen to me and I am the, I am right, and you better listen to just me, man, run. Yeah, yeah, that's a I, red flag. <laughs> so if I ever say, I know it all, and this is this is how it is, because my Llewellyn, they're they are great publishers, they're great editors, but sometimes they'll say, write with more authority instead of saying, I invite you to do this. And I'm like, you know, I don't know that I'm ever gonna tell anybody this is it. Uh, I will write with authority. I believe what I'm writing, but I'm never going to tell anybody you have to, this is the end all be all uh, way to that. You have to agree with me because 
I'm expanding too. And I hope that I'm ever growing and learning. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah you're just sharing your thoughts. You're sharing what you feel and your, your perspective, yeah. which is fine. You know, everybody's entitled to their perspective and such. And I think that the more sharing you do with that perspective and the more positive, you, positive that you stay in that thought process, the better it's going to manifest a positive outcome, you know, I agree. And I think people really just start, they just need to start doing that now. You know, I, I mean, agree. you can see, you can see what happens when we, we get all negative and, you know, and cranky, you know, cranky pants, the whole world, you know, I mean, as it is the way it is now, you know what I mean? It's, it, it's, it's, it's just, it's just unbelievable what people will say or do to each other. It's really sad, actually. You know it really I mean? is. Where you could just flip that, just flip it like a switch so easily if people would just start to see that that's what's happening, but only they can turn it around and make it the exact opposite, make it positive, make it a, a great outcome for all, you know? So. I, I so agree. I, the Dalai Lama came here uh, not uh, too long ago. Well, I, I you know. I don't know. It's probably 10 years ago. It seems like not too mm -hmm. long ago. And it was at uh, SMU. And, mm -hmm. and I was probably in the nosebleeds, but his aura is so large. He had on, he, he was done. He went behind the curtains and, uh, and he had on an SMU ball cap. He comes back out and he stuck his head out between the curtains and he just smiles at everybody and everybody starts laughing. But before that, when he'd been on stage, y'all, you know, he, this is in his book. It's a meme of some sort, but I heard him say it. So I know mm -hmm. he's the one who said it. And he said, why can't we start with what that which we agree upon? We all yes. want to be loved. So why sure. can't we start there? Why do we always have to start with where we disagree? And mm -hmm. if we would just start with that, you know, that we that we all need to feel better right now in life. And we all need to to feel loved, wanted, accepted. Mm -hmm. And it sounds mm -hmm. so fluffy bunny, but it is. Yeah, I mean, we, well, that's, that's what we want. You know? Yeah. That, yeah. That's the truth of the matter. That's inside every single person. I don't care what they say and how cranky they are, whatever. That thought process is in every single person. If you were to start in that vein and go forward with it, you can weed out the rest. You can work out the rest. Everybody's entitled to an opinion. Everybody's entitled to a different perspective. But, you know, if you could all come to a commonality like that, I think that you could really grow this world in the right direction. I think so, too. I, yeah. I really do. And I, I think that the shift is needed. Mm -hmm. The energetic mm -hmm. shift. <laughs> So, yeah. Do you do you see that coming anytime soon, Michelle? I think we have a, a, a window of time to work on it. That's what I see. I, I think the window will close back up. I think we have a window of time. Things are shifting. Mm -hmm. And those of us who are, if we can come together like this and have discussions of how can we do it? How can we put that out into the world? And I'll tell you what I see in my stores. I see people wanting that. I see, mm -hmm. see people wanting. Now, th there are some things that need to be changed. Okay, I, I get, I believe that. Uh, so there are some people that are angry about some things and they want to see changes. I'm not dismissing those, those items. But I also see from a lot of people that they just really, it all goes back to, I just want to be respected and cared and loved. And so what Chuck just said, I'm mean, just really, so is there... Do I see it coming? A window of time. Mm -hmm. We have a window of time is what I see. I don't think it's a super long window of time. Um, mm -hmm. To be honest, I, 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 I don't know how y'all feel about that, but I, my sense of it is it's, it's a rather short window of time. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you. I, I would say that <laughs> we need to do something now. You know, we need to, to make that change, you know, so however we have to do it, you know what I mean? And I think just like when you're, yeah. well, I'm sorry. I no, I was just going to say your show. I mean, having yeah. this conversation and mm -hmm. having conversations about how people can talk about, yeah, you know, and come together and talk about things and have healthy, sure. healthy debate. Mm -hmm. I mean, whatever happened to that, you know, whatever right. happened to healthy discussion, healthy disagreement, uh, mm -hmm. healthy discussion of those things upon where we agree, start with that and then lead into, and I do think that there is a window of time and I, I think we can manifest. I just have, have this ongoing discussion with my husband about, are you manifesting it 
are you are you intuiting it? Is this intuition or is this manifestation? That's a whole nother can of worms. Oh it's like, well, you're saying it's your intuition, but now you're just manifesting it. So stop saying it's only a window of time because now you just manifested that. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. <laughs> so, so, oh, so boy. Like, Don't say that again, Michelle. <laughs> so we're going to say we've got all the time in the world, but my intuition tells me. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've really enjoyed talking with you today and I can't believe an hour has almost gone by uh -huh. already. Um, so thank you so much. I want to ask our listeners to go to your website to find out more about you, michellewelch.com, michellewelch.com. And you can also schedule a private session with Michelle if you want to. So check it out. And then you can get her book, Spirits Unveiled, on Amazon and pretty much any other platform. Um, but Michelle, what else should our listeners know about you before we sign off? I, well, just, I have so much gratitude, first of all, for, for all of you. Thank you so much. And we have an event coming up in Dallas called the International Divination Event. It's from May 5th through 7th. I would say that that's a really big, important thing where we introduce a lot of people in the business to uh, Dallas. And then we have one in Portland coming up uh, in the oh. fall. So that's something. In Portland, Oregon? In Portland, Oregon. It's oh, called. well, I'm, I'm very close. So. Oh, come and come speak or come see us or yeah. So <laughs> get in touch with me on that, uh, Karen. I would love mm -hmm. that. So that's, we're, we're just really trying to uh, reach out to the community and, and to welcome those who, want to find something other than what they've experienced before. And I, I love it too. I just want to say one more thing. I love it that teenagers are coming in our stores and bringing their dads into our stores, into Soltopia. I love seeing that. Uh, oh, wow. so more of that. Uh, it's so great to see so many men getting involved in spirituality. And so uh, just, just thank you so much for having me on to be able to have this discussion. Yeah, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And um, hope we get to talk again in the future. Would I love, to, love to do that. Um, but thank you to our listeners and stay tuned for our next episode with author and paranormal investigator, Ian White. He's a friend of the magazines. So we look forward to speaking with Ian and hope everybody has a great night. Yep. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Thanks. 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 Thank you. Bye. Bye.